Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are live from the Fox Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And we're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me introduce the crew, guys. If you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have Major Travis Yates all the way from Tulsa. And we also, well, he's also with TravisYates.org if you want to look him up. Also, Randy Sutton, retired lieutenant from Las Vegas Metro Police Department, and he's with The Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. So thanks, guys, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. We have Galls, AUFire.com, Gunler.com, BlueTheGold.com, and MyMedicare.live. We're also, uh, hey, you've got our content on the free press at TampaFP.com, thanks to Brian Burns. And another shout-out to Ray Dietrich of Red Voice Media, RedVoiceMedia.com. You know, out of the eight locations that we're currently streaming to right now, three of those are Facebook pages that belong to Red Voice Media. They have about a million followers on those three Facebook pages alone. So thanks to Ray Dietrich and Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. Uh, guys, we have a great lineup. And what I'm starting to do in this new year is kind of whet your appetite with what we're going to be talking about. So we're talking our first one, a main topic, a little bit deeper, illegal aliens. They love Joe Biden getting $5,000 gift cards and more. And, yeah, Sheriff uh, Mark Lamas weighing in on that from Pinal County. And also uh, we've got uh, Kurt Russell laying out the Second Amendment versus Fantasyland on the program called The View. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. San Bernardino police, uh, there's a body cam video of a fatal police shooting involving a traffic stop. And then uh, Phoenix officers fatally shoot a stabbing suspect outside of a car wash. And then in Texas, the DOJ is suing Texas over the border bill that's making illegal, illegal entry into the state. A crime and cops there can arrest these bad guys because the feds aren't doing it. And there's a couple other ones. We've got a body cam from Harris County where deputies are on. They take out a guy with guns and they end up opening fire on him. And then lastly, Rochester police, they end up shooting, do a fatal shooting on Christmas Eve. We did not have time to get to that story yesterday. Um, So if we have this is the stories in order. So however much time we have, we'll get to what we can. So redvoicemedianews.com, illegal aliens love Joe Biden. The $5,000 gift card thing kind of threw me for a loop. I was surprised because I already know that, you know, they're getting phones, they're getting stipends, you know, paychecks, they're getting free room and board. I mean, and they're getting a a plane ticket to fly anywhere in the country that they want to. I mean, what next? Apparently it's $5,000 gift card. So uh, the article starts off in yet another instance of lawlessness at the U.S.-Mexico border. Thousands, thousands of illegal aliens storm. And they invade Arizona, applauding President Joe Biden for for holding open the doors of entry into the United States. So it goes to say that the disturbing scene played out on Fox News in Lukeville, Arizona. That's where Bill Melligan was covering the mass influx of illegal aliens from various countries, including, well, it's got names I can't even pronounce, but there's a bunch of them. And this guy shared their harrowing footage of men flocking to the United States by actually cutting holes in the wall. Now, this is the border wall, I guess, left over by President Trump. So in the chaos, one illegal immigrant, he is thanking Joe Biden profusely for being allowed to enter the U.S. illegally, saying, I love you, Joe Biden. Thank you for everything, Joe Biden. And the man who is from Africa revealed that he is not seeking asylum, which is what they're supposed to be seeking, but he wanted to work and had eyes set on relocating to New York City. And if that guy is listening to the show, please make a beeline for New York City. I think that's a wise decision. They'll love you over there. They're sanctuary city, by the way. So the situation is only worse than thousands of single men from all over the world continue to cross into the United States, severely compromising national security. Of course, and in response, Arizona Sheriff Mark Lamb, one of our favorites, uh, he confirmed that the wave of illegal immigrants had reached an alarming high 
And he's warned that every one of them was breaking the law as they crossed over into American soil. Even more disturbing is unvetted military-aged men that are receiving a cell phone, a plane ticket to wherever they want to go, and a $5,000 gift card. Now, imagine people watching the show, what you could do with a $5,000 gift card. And I was talking to someone the other day, uh, Randy and Travis. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't talking to them. I was talking to somebody else, but I'm letting them know for the commentary, you know, that they were complaining about how their money doesn't go anywhere. They can't buy what they used to be able to buy. And I had to remind them that, hey, you're not just paying for yourself and your family. We are, we are spending money to support all these millions of illegals that are coming across the freaking border. I mean, so yeah, you're, it's not going to get any better anytime soon. The damage has been done, but yeah, all the money that we're paying in taxes and whatever, you know, these $5,000 gift cards that are going off everybody, that's on, that's on your dime if you're listening to the show, and it's on my dime, whether you like it or not. Travis started Isn't it interesting that when Donald Trump was trying to get funding for the border wall, he was told we didn't have that money and we can't give you that funding, and then they blown that budget completely out of the water by giving away, you know, plane tickets and gift cards and everything else. Uh, listen, I, I'm going to make a prediction here. This is going to end a Democrat hope for president in 2024. And this is why the media can cover this up. They can tell you lies. They can tell you this is about, you know, caring for people. It's what no other country does, by the way, because this will implode a country. But at the end of the day, people are going to look around and they're going to see in their own neighborhoods, their own cities, their own towns that that's all a scam. And and. This is going to have to be reversed, and it's going to be law enforcement that's going to be tasked with this eventually. We're not in that climate yet, but there's going to come a time when things are happening in this country where the citizens rise up and say, that's it. This can't go on, and this can't occur. If you're breaking the federal law uh, and you're in here in this country illegal, you're going to have to go. And that's going to, be a, that's going to cost more money than they're spending now. It's going to tax law enforcement more than it's spending now. And then they're going to turn around and try to blame the other party that this has happened. But let's not forget who's created this disaster. And I've said this before. The only reason this defies logic, by the way, the only reason this is happening is they hate you. They hate Americans because Americans aren't getting gift cards. Americans aren't getting phones. Americans aren't getting free plane tickets. Those are expensive, by the way. I have to buy my own plane ticket when I go see my friend Randy. Those aren't cheap. So they're not doing this for Americans. They're not doing this for taxpayers. They're doing this for people that are committing a federal crime. A felony crime and this is being hidden a lot by mainstream media but people are going to look around and figure out this is not going to work and uh that reckoning is coming we're not there yet but it's coming because this is this is has horrendous consequences chip i think people realize that and uh it, i i shudder to think what could happen in the next few months or the next year because we have all these hundreds of thousands of people in this country you know, young adult males, military age males, not, not, not by far families coming in with their kids. That's not the picture you're seeing. Trust me, if the media could find that picture, they show you that picture. They haven't been able to find you that picture for the most part. And so uh, this is uh, from a national security perspective, from an economic perspective, from a country morale perspective, we're a long away from Rocky four. Okay. We're going down the hill since then, since we, since we beat the shit out of Draco, in Rocky Four, right? God bless America. So uh, this 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 will revert back, but it's going to be very difficult when it does. All right, Randy Sutton. I don't believe any of this because I saw a press conference by KJP or whatever the hell her initials are saying that the border was closed. So I'm going to believe her because I know she wouldn't lie to us. I hear you. 
<laughs> well, guys, it's not going to get any better. We'll continue to follow it on the show, but uh, but yeah, there's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, this is not going anywhere. Um, final words, Randy? Hey, do you have anything else, sir? You know, the reality is this: that that um, this is a plan. This isn't this isn't incompetence. This is a planned invasion that is being allowed by the President of the United States, Mayorkas, and his and his cabal of anti-American losers. And Travis is absolutely right. This thing, this thing is going to implode our nation. And it's we're already seeing the results. Remember, look at the body count. Look at the number of people who have died as a result of the illegal immigrants who are who are um, you know, criminals and, and murdering people in this United States, and nobody pays any attention to it whatsoever. So the me mainstream media is complicit with this. And until people um, rise up and say, no more, we're going to put people in office that care about us, we're going to continue to see this, this mess. All right, well, we'll, we'll keep following. Guys, yeah, just uh, we got to get this information out there for the people that just don't get it. You know, the people that just aren't hearing it because you're right. You're not hearing it everywhere. So, um, you know, moving along, we've got uh, uh, an update story and it, you know, I, I hinted about it earlier. It's at red voice media, uh, news.com. There's a video associated with this because of course it's on the program, the TV program called the view. Kurt Russell lays out the second amendment versus fantasy land on the view. Fantasy land is what we do. Um, it's you're either writing something, writing a song, uh, writing a book, doing a movie, doing a television show, that's, that's fantasy land. Mm -hmm. And that's where that stuff belongs. In reality, when we're dealing with things like uh, terrorism and whatnot, we're all gonna have different opinions on, 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 how, to, on how to do it, and how to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Mine happens to be that uh, I think there's a very strong reason founding fathers had for the Second Amendment, and that is that no, go no government ever hasn't had to um, fight its own people, and its own people hasn't had to fight its own government. We had our civil war. If that Second Amendment hadn't been there, those people would not have had the opportunity to do what they considered was defending their life, their, their way, their, their style of living. So I agree with that. So look, the, the, uh, when you go to Red Voice Media, this is pretty much a video um, component story. Um, so I, I went and I, I quoted a lot of the stuff that went down on here. And so Kurt Russell starts off with the interview him and there, it was their mistake having him on the show because they, he, he got to reach a huge audience with the stuff. Um, he said that there's a big difference between fantasy land and reality. And he talks about writing a song or writing a book or doing a movie or a television show and saying that that's where that stuff belongs in fantasy land. But after mentioning terrorism, he believes that there's a strong reason why the founding fathers had the second amendment and that that's, there's been no government that ever has not had to fight its own people and its own people haven't had to fight its own government. And he said, look, we had a civil war. If that second amendment had not been there, those people would not have had the opportunity to do what they considered was defending their life, their way, their style of living. So I agree with that. I think that's an important part of our existence. That's what Kurt Russell said on the view um, in front of a huge audience. Now the clip didn't show the response from the view personnel which I, I would I would maybe one of you guys knows, but you would probably have to watch the view in order to know that. I suspect no one here watches the view, but uh, uh, but uh, your your thoughts on this? Any anybody? Uh, I was pretty impressed with Kurt Russell. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan now. All of a sudden, if there's not, we can move on to the next one. But okay, we got two open mics at the same time. Go ahead, guys. Don't fight over it. I know you both want to talk. Travis, age well, before beauty. 
Well, you know, I, I think many of our state governors have been schooled by the national public education organizations that have pushed a lot of curriculum down the throats of our students and really indoctrinated kids when they come out of school to believe certain things and, and shame on our states for not mandating a deep knowledge of what the Bill of Rights means to this country, because most people still believe to this day that the Second Amendment's about hunting. And Kurt Russell got it right. The Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. I love hunting like the next person. Sorry about that, guys. But Kurt Russell's got nothing to do with that. I mean, I'm sorry. The Second Amendment's got nothing to do with that. Okay, we'll, we'll get to catch you after the break. All right, yep. I didn't realize we had a commercial break coming up, but we do. So, look, commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, you guys know about Gauls, right? The country's leading uniform clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as Captain Brett Bartlett always says, they pretty much have everything for law enforcement except for guns and ammo. So if you haven't checked out the new Gauls yet, please go to thegauls.com slash Leo today. And, hey, don't think that just because it's not Thanksgiving or Christmas anymore that you missed out on some deals at Gauls because they still have gift cards. And so if you have family, friends, and loved ones that are firefighters, law enforcement, military, you can go there, hook them up with a gift card, and they will absolutely love you for it, and they'll be your new best friend. So still go to thegauls.com slash Leo. Notice I said uniform uh, program and clothing. Even my former agency, the Tampa Police Department, they got rid of their two former uh, clothing uniform companies, and now they've got a Gauls office on the second floor lobby of the police department. And from what I understand, they're absolutely killing it. So Gauls.com slash Leo. Check out the uniform program, too. If you're listening, you'll be glad that you did. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Still live from the Boss Hawk Studios in Plant City, Florida. Uh, guys, uh, any more commentary on the last one? Travis? Yeah, I mean, Kurt Russell's right. The Second Amendment is not about hunting. People think that. The Second Amendment's about not even about protection from self. It's about protection from the government. That's what it's there for. That was very clear in the founding father documents. And we have a president of the United States right now that laughed at the Second Amendment, what it meant, and said, we have nuclear weapons. What do they think a Second Amendment is going to do for them? And that should have shocked everybody in this country. But nobody cared, right? We just went on to the alien stories the next day. Nobody seemed to care about it. But that is horrific, if you ask me, because uh, there's this continual fight against the Second Amendment. And it is to retain power with the individuals in the states and to keep the federal government out of our business. I'm not advocating for anyone to, uh, you know, to go to war, to fight the government, whatever. But that's what it's there for. And as long as it's there, the government's going to be very hesitant to do what we know that some in the government want to do. And we've seen pieces of that across the country. And so it's very important. And I'm glad Kurt got it right. I wish more Americans knew what he knew. All right. Excellent, guys. Well, look. Uh Moving along here, we've got a story with the video components. Look for our audio listeners that are listening to us by radio and podcast. Please stay loyal to those platforms that are bringing you this quality content. You know, we appreciate them doing that, and we'll describe in great detail what's going on so you guys don't feel like you're missing out on anything. But if, by chance, you still feel like you need to watch a video component, you know, this live show is Monday through Friday, 12 to 1 o'clock p.m. during uh, Eastern time, and we take this live show, and we have a producer that embeds all the videos we talk about, put pictures of the good guys and the bad guys, and that goes live the very next day at 9 o'clock in the morning on our Rumble channel, which is called, you know, a Leo Roundtable. So tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, that's Tuesday through Saturday. These live shows are embedded with all these things, and it's a different way to watch the show. So that said, uh, you know, this next story, you know, I already mentioned it at the beginning of the show. On Rubble.com, our favorite law enforcement video channel called This Is Butter, we have San Bernardino Police. They released a body cam of a police shooting, and it happens during a traffic stop. I asked him to exit the vehicle. 
Fowler then became argumentative and refused to follow the officer's directions. Fowler begins reaching toward the right side of his waistband, passing the seatbelt. Based on Fowler's actions, the primary officer reached into the car in an attempt to unbuckle Fowler's seatbelt and remove him from the vehicle. At this point, the officer felt a firearm on the right side of Fowler's waistband. Fowler then pushed the officer's hand away and continued reaching towards that firearm. Meanwhile, the covering officer, who was standing near the front of the vehicle, witnessed Fowler rotate his body and grab a firearm that was on his right side of his waistband. This officer then notified the other officers that Fowler was armed with a firearm. As Fowler began pulling the firearm from his waistband, the officers became afraid that he was going to use the firearm to shoot them. Fearing for their lives, officers discharged their weapons towards Fowler. Um, this driver was fatally shot by police in San Bernardino on Friday, November the 10th, and he was suspected of attempting to pull a handgun on the police officer. So around 10.30 p.m., San Bernardino police, they perform a traffic stop. And we just talked about, you know, we can't take, you know, the, the ability to do traffic stops and stuff and, uh, and, and pretext stops away from cops. But they do a traffic stop on a sedan after observing a vehicle uh, code violation. So the driver, his name is Daryl Fowler, he did not have a valid driver's license and was instructed by the police to step out of the vehicle. So Fowler, he lives in San Bernardino, refuses to exit, and then he starts reaching towards his right side. He continues to reach for his right side, even after an officer attempts to stop him. So there's an officer, and from the from the body cam, you're looking from outside the vehicle, from the front of the vehicle, and you're looking through the windshield, and you're looking at all the stuff going down. you got the driver, you know, behind the wheel, and he's reaching down to his right side. you got another cop. And he's reaching from the uh, outside the driver's door and he's, you know, dealing with this guy and trying to take the seatbelt off all this other stuff that's going on. So he continues to reach towards the right side, even after this cop that's next to him on the driver's side door tries to stop him because he believes he's reaching for a weapon. Fowler, a bad guy, pushes the officer's hand away, grabs a handgun, which prompts at least one officer to shoot him. And let me tell you, they light that sucker up. So officers provided first aid to Fowler, found that he was wearing a gun holster. He's taken to the hospital where he later died. So not a lot of sympathy here. Um, guys, uh, commentary on this. It was a pretty pretty wild video uh, to watch. But it was, man, I tell you, having body cams and stuff, it's just, wow, what a huge advantage we have. Uh, Lieutenant Randy. Amazing shooting. The fact that that nobody else in the car got, got hit, incredible. Um, I, the, I did get a smile on my face when the, when the passenger, <laughs> I looked like a, he looked like a, a giant worm squirming out of the window of the car, trying to escape the, uh, you know, the, the, the bullets coming in. Um, but it was, it was, a, this was a great shoot. And, um, there, the, the fact that this guy continued his attempt to arm himself, that's what I find kind of, kind of interesting. Um, he's surrounded by cops and he yet, he still decided to, to, um, to arm himself against them. That tells me something that tells me that he thought those cops were going to hesitate and that he was going to be able to, to engage. And thank goodness that those cops didn't hesitate and they took care of business. All right. Excellent. Travis. Finally, finally, we see furtive movements and we see officers acting immediately. They don't sit there and go, let's just say, sir, a few more times. Let's just say, show me your hands. No, they acted immediately and they actually went hands on immediately, which is why they then knew there was a gun there. And God forbid, if we wouldn't have done that, who knows what would have happened? So excellent job by everybody. 
this is the type of tactics we need back in this profession to save more lives. All right, excellent. Well, guys, moving along, and we're making good time today. We got about two minutes before we're at the bottom of the hour. So our next topic is also has a video component, and we are still at Rumble.com on our favorite channel. This is Butter. Body cam shows Phoenix officers fatally shooting a stabbing suspect outside of a car wash. Hands up! Give us the radio. He's armed with the knife. He's walking away. Get your fucking hands up! Hey, Marty! Marty! What's up? Pepper! He's running from us, still armed with the knife. He's going. Going eastbound on the job. Get your fucking hands up! So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's interesting how this thing goes down. The suspect is dead, but no officers were hurt in Phoenix following the shooting involving officers on Saturday afternoon. So Phoenix cops, they uh, say the shooting happened around 2 p.m. on December the 16th. So in an update from police, the suspect died from the shooting injuries, and the suspect was identified as 37-year-old Alton Tungavia. Now, several people called 911 about a guy who had been stabbed near a business. So the officers contacted the suspect. He's the guy holding the object in his hand. When they get there, they give him commands, and the guy yells back at the officers, continues to walk away. Now he's weaving in and out of oncoming traffic. Uh, so the officers use pepper ball launchers to uh, get the guy to stop. Um, the suspect continues to walk with an object that's still in his hand. Now, it doesn't say this in the article, but I made, comment, or made notes in the article that he's walking alone. He's on a sidewalk that's adjacent to a large blocked off roadway. Now the road, it's like, I don't know, like seven, eight lanes, but it is blocked off. So the cops were good about keeping traffic away. So he's on the sidewalk between businesses and, and the roadway, but he's headed towards a business that has a parking lot, um, presumably this car wash. I couldn't see any signs on the outside of it, but you know, he's getting ready to get into a place to where he's going to have access to civilians, right? And, and they may not have the opportunity with the backdrop you know, to be able to take action without someone getting hurt. So when he gets to that point, that's when the officers take their shot. And as for the initial stabbing victim, they were taken to the hospital and they're accepted or expected to survive, thank God. So that's the way that goes down. So uh, we're going to have some, hopefully some interesting commentary on this. We've got another commercial break coming up because we're at the bottom of the hour. But guys, we're only halfway through the show. So stick with us. We've got some great stuff coming up. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, guys, are you struggling with the ins and outs of warrantless searches and seizures? Or what about the liability of getting it wrong? Say hello to BlueTheGold.com. They translate search and seizure doctrines in the clear, straightforward concepts that any officer can relate to. Plus, they give the training for free thanks to BlueTheGold.com's free weekly webinars. Now, next week, they're talking about CIs and search warrants. So sign up at BlueTheGold.com today. Join thousands of your peers in blue and step up your legal game because, frankly, you and your agency cannot afford not to. So, hey, AU Fire, 
stands for Accuracy Under Fire. It's at aufire.com. And, and AUFire is the gold standard in tactical simulation. So for the first time ever, agencies and LEOs can safely simulate being hit by gunfire, knives, or other objects in AUFire's dynamic force-on-force scenarios. Ever wonder how you your officers would react in a real-world situation or wish you could train them in those kinds of situations? And now you can, all while improving their decision-making, return fire accuracy, and life preservation skills, thanks to AUFire.com. Check out the website. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, still live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. So I know we had a commercial break after I uh, went through that last uh, video story, but Major Travis Yates, the floor is yours. Well, I encourage everybody to watch this video when it comes out on Rumble and it's edited in because uh, you're going to notice something that is pretty interesting. The lead officer that ends up doing the shooting, he actually runs ahead of the suspect. And the suspect, as you said, was walking down a sidewalk. There's cars coming. There's businesses on the other side of the road. Well, he he runs ahead. You may be wondering, why is he running ahead? Well, he's actually creating a perfect V for tactics. So if a shooting does occur, there's no crossfire. And he actually does that. He runs ahead, gets in that V formation. And then the backdrop is incredibly to his benefit once he decides to shoot. And so excellent job under high levels of stress. The backdrop was a beautiful thing to where you didn't have to worry about any innocent civilians or, or businesses or cars being in the way of that. And he wasted the perfect time to uh, effectively end that threat. So phenomenal job. Uh, but that's a tidbit to watch when you, when you go to watch that video. Yeah, no, I agree that uh, the backdrop, that that wall, that concrete wall, just perfect. I mean, you can't you can, it's hard to even plan stuff like that. Every once in a while, we'll see a cop that waits till opportunities like that before they take the shot. Right. But there's a lot. The process in these shootings are not well. Not yeah, it, t- it, it, it takes me back to the range. I guess it's a range shooting, right? Concrete in the back. And there might as well yeah. have been dirt burns back there. It was a beautiful yeah. thing to get to have that opportunity to wait for that. I mean, nobody wants to be involved in these situations. But when you are, you like the environment to be what you saw there because you don't have to worry about any uh, any innocent folks being injured. Yeah, I mean, we all didn't have the opportunity. I mean, I know you're in Tulsa. I'm in Tampa. You know, we didn't all have the opportunity to grow up in Las Vegas where they have this multi-million dollar training facility because we're not that special, you know, how these Las Vegas cops. Oh, let me guess. Is it indoor? Because it's just so hot there. Everybody complains. It must be an indoor <laughs> range for all these wussies that wear, they wear the badge over there. I don't know. Well, Tell us, Randy. I was going to say, Randy, Randy told me they had – I was thinking it was uh, it was uh, humidifiers, but I think Randy actually said humidors, I think, is what is what he said. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department has one of the most incredible training facilities. It's probably, if it's not the best in the country, it ranks right up there. And and all funded, not by taxpayers' dollars, but by donations. We're talking multi-million dollars. So that's the that's the type of community that supports its law who, enforcement. Here. Who pays the air conditioning bill every month in that facility? Oh, why do you get why do you oh, have details like that? That's why we love you, Travis Gates. <laughs> yeah. All right. Taxpayers, calm down. I'm sure the AC bill isn't running over 10 grand a month. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. I know it's one trip to the casino for some people, Travis. I mean, come on, you know. All right. Uh, well, look, uh, moving along. Let's see what we got coming coming down here. Now, our, our, our next one, man, we have fun when we have you guys on the show. This is great. Lawofficer.com. So the DOJ is not happy. They're not happy with Texas or Governor, you know, Abbott. So, yeah, they're suing Texas over the border bill that makes illegal entry a state crime. Wow. This is written by uh, Bethany Blankley. I, I like the article. Um, so the U.S. Department of Justice, the DOJ, they're saying it's going to sue Texas over the new law that makes illegal entry in the Texas from a foreign country between ports of entry a state crime. So normally the feds prosecute this, but they're making it a state crime in Texas. Brilliant. Governor Greg Abbott signed SB, which is Senate Bill 4, in the law on December the 18th, saying that its goal is to stop the tidal wave of illegal entry into Texas. And that's because, you know, President Joe Biden's not doing it for him. Uh, it creates a new state criminal offense for Ill- illegal entry in the Texas from a foreign nation. Repeat offenders who illegally re-enter Texas can face a prison sentence of up to 20 years, according to the new law. Wow. The only downside is it's still on the taxpayer dime. But, hey, um, although the state is slated to go, or, or I guess this law is slated to go into effect on March the 5th, it's likely going to be halted because of two lawsuits. Um, within less than 24 hours of Greg Abbott signing this bill in the law, El Paso County and several groups sued which surprising me, they're getting sued by their own. Their lawsuit argues that um, Senate Bill 4 created uh, Texas' own immigration entry and reentry crimes. State police arrest non-citizens for alleged violations of the crimes. State prosecutors are going to bring the charges in the state courts. State judges order deportation. State officers carry out the orders, yada, yada. Federal government has no role in it and no control over it. That's a Texas scheme, and apparently they have an issue with that. So one of the attorneys, Governor Abbott, said Governor Abbott's efforts to circumvent federal immigration system and deny people the right to due process is not only unconstitutional, but also dangerously prone to error and will will, uh, disproportionately harm black and brown people. Where did he come up with that? Regardless of their immigration status, I guess the guy's not taking into account that these guys are illegals coming over to the country illegally through ports of entry and not doing it. You know, you can come over to the country and you can do it legally, but these guys want to bypass the legal system, not get vetted. They just want to come over here with fentanyl and stuff. So, yeah, there's more to this. I just don't want to drag it out. Attorney General Brian Boynton weighs in on this thing about a letter he sends to Abbott, you know, threatening to sue if they don't, you know, change things. It's just kind of crazy. Um, Randy, I mean, you're close over there because you're in Las Vegas, and uh, I know you're friends with uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb in Pinal County in Arizona, so. Yeah, you know, well, this is this is a desperate move by, by a, a governor in Texas, who is is literally facing, um, you know, this this invasion into his state, and they they everybody's been begging Biden to do something. They just won't do it. So out of out of a, a sense of of some type of of uh, you know utilizing the the state law, I, I mean, I I believe that that um, that the, that the DOJ will wind up prevailing. And and unfortunately, but this is a, this is a, a, another um, a, a attempt to get some justice here. But we're we're just continuing to see um, the 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 United States government under the Biden administration uh, literally um, give give the ability for people to to completely circumvent any laws in this country. And this is this is part of the rot of our nation, unfortunately. Yeah. Travis? For the second time in my life, I'm going to disagree with my friend Randy Sutton. The first time I disagreed was his love for cats. The second time is today. 
The DLJ will not win this. They will succeed in delaying this. But DLJ lives in an unconstitutional state in our country, meaning they believe they have more powers than they do. This is a country of federalism. It's lined out in the Bill of Rights called the 10th Amendment, meaning the federal government is subordinate to the states. States rights rules. States can pass laws. States can pass ordinances. Local cities can do the same thing. And the federal government has no control over that. But by the golly, that bothers them. Okay. And so when people hear things like, oh, the Biden administration is looking at packing the Supreme Court because of abortion, that's a lie. It has nothing to do with abortion. They can't stand states like Florida and Oklahoma and Texas and Nevada and Arizona. They can make their own laws and they can ignore federal government because that is what federalism is. Our founding fathers knew the dangers of a, of a big, powerful federal government. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. And thank goodness we have that. And so people need to be paying attention to this case. I believe they will probably succeed in delaying it. They'll get some judge to do some sort of blockage on this. But when it gets all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, it's probably going to be a 9-0 shutout if we have justices that actually look at the Bill of Rights. It's pretty clear. Look at the 10th Amendment. And look what federalism is. It is very clear what that is. Unfortunately, I'll get back to my education segment. We need Kurt Russell on The View to discuss this because not very many people <laughs> seem to understand it. Yeah. I'm not, I am not disagreeing with you when it comes down to what the laws really truly state. I just think in this politicized environment, um, that uh, until it does get to the Supreme Court, and even then, I'm I'm not even I'm not even sure that 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 they'll do the right thing. So I don't know. I'm I'm I may be a little more jaded than you are at this point. Okay, I'll take it back. We've only disagreed once, but I do believe if this does get to the Supreme Court, and I think that's probably where it's headed. I think the way the Supreme Court is made up, it's not the narrative of what politics are. Hopefully they stay out of that. Of course, they've been under immense pressure to not stay out of that. Uh, but I do think that uh, it would be a travesty because think about it. If Supreme Court upheld the federal government blocking a state law, then all state laws are, are, are about to go. Any, any state law or local law you have, if they, if they uphold that one, then it's bar the door for everybody else. And so it's a very important case we should all be paying attention to. If you love living in Texas and Oklahoma and Nevada and Arizona and all the states where freedom reigns. Hey, uh, uh, Major, did you just say travesty? Is that, is that a play on word words? Travesty? It depends if that word is legal or not here on the air. It, if, it it's, is. if it's it legal, is. then yes, I, I guess I said it. I can't spell it, Chip, but I may have said it. All right. I, I like that. You like that. I T it. It's not hard. Two letters. I can spell it. Yeah. You, okay. If Jimmy, if producer Jimmy, oh, Jim, Jimmy slowed down. They have the, they have the lottery in Florida, so he's much smarter than I am. So Jimmy slowed down, and he had to go try this like my thirteen year old try, and he spelled it out completely. He oh. didn't do that automatically. Oh, did he go there, producer Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I, I, I am. Uh, I got me an education. That's how I wound up as a disc jockey on an AM radio station. Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, hey, Jimmy, you're doing the job that all of us as kids wanted. It's the hero right. job, man. We all wanted to be an NFL player or the rock and roll disc jockey. You just didn't give up the dream like the rest of us did. So congratulations. I mean, there, there's a line of women out here. They're here just to see Jimmy. I mean, I got, they're all pressed up against the glass. Just, hey, Is he wearing his ACDC t-shirt right now? On, young lady. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, is he wearing his ACDC t-shirt right now, or is it Led Zeppelin? Which one is it? Anyway, it's a, it's a kiss. I think he's got the kiss. I yeah, see yeah, he's the got the kiss one. Oh, he threw the kiss one in there. It was either the disc jockey or the guy at the fair, the, the scrambler that played the loud music and people going around. And the guy's going, do you want to go faster? Right? Not the clown guy like you talked about, Chip, this week, but the guy that runs the scrambler. Yeah. 
Actually, it's an old 95 YNF t-shirt, but unfortunately, I got it inside out at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Radio you got to wash that once a month. You got to wash that once a month. It, it goes so much better. You know, when you turn them inside out, it's clean, dude. It's clean. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I learned that a long time ago. All right. Moving along. Let's see what we got. Uh, what we got just seconds before our last commercial break, but I'm going to wet the appetite. I'm going to go for as long as I can on this. So back at our favorite law enforcement video channel, this is Butter, and also at Red Voice Media. We have a body cam footage that shows a man walking towards deputies with guns before they take him out. They fire arm in Harris County. Put the gun down. No, man, drop it, man. So, yeah, this is the uh, Harris County Sheriff's Office, and um, I'm waiting for my music, please. And they released body cam footage from five different officers as they open fire on a man who walked towards them while holding guns. So, look, it's time for our last commercial break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, guys, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've actually made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first, and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and also firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leos, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all factions of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar, and you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm uh, knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at GunLearn.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk. So, yes, still live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we left off talking about Harris deputies uh, getting this guy with guns. They 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 took care of it decisively. So they released this body cam footage recently from five different officers who opened fire on this guy who was walking towards them holding the guns. Um, so the shooting happened on December the 1st. So the sheriff's office said they received a call about 1050 in the morning about an abandoned vehicle in front of a home. So when the first deputy gets there at 11.05, that's about, what, a 15-minute response time. Not bad. He, re he reported hearing multiple gunshots, so he calls for backup. Wise decision. Other deputies respond. Now they set up a perimeter. They request additional resources, and they start evacuating the neighbors. So the armed suspect identified as Jonathan Yee. That's Y-I. He's 45 years old. He barricades himself in one of the homes, and he's firing a gun in multiple directions. So definitely... Not the kind of a scene you want to be called to. So deputies attempt to speak to him using a loudspeaker. They try to get him to exit the home peacefully. Now, the sheriff's office says that he's also firing at a drone that's being used by the department. So approximately 30 minutes after deputies get there, Yai, our guy, walks out of his front door, and he's holding a rifle in each hand. And there's a video of this dude walking toward. He's got a long gun in each hand. So deputies repeatedly give him verbal commands to drop the weapons. He continues to walk towards the deputies while holding their rifles, refusing to comply. And so what do they do? I mean, they got five deputies light him up. He dies at the scene. No way he's going to live through that. Um, commentary of this. I mean, this is kind of like what you see in, in, in Las Vegas, I think, Travis. But uh, what's the Tulsa view on this? It, it's becoming more and more difficult for bad guys to get shot. And I think this is a perfect example that this guy thinks to himself, how do I get shot today? 
I'll get my handgun. No, everybody tases people with handguns these days because everyone's crazy <laughs> or, or people don't shoot immediately and they may through. So how about, how about I get a rifle? Yeah, they may not see the rifle. So let's get two rifles and let's watch Rambo and let's go out there and, and get after it. And so he, he, we complied rather quickly because of that bold statement that that suspect made. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're trying to commit suicide by a cop, you have to think to yourself, I better go big or go home because it's become more and more difficult with all of our de-escalation skills that are putting us at risk these days. Amen. Well, Randy, your thoughts? So I'm frozen on my camera. Can you guys see me? But we can see you in a frozen position, but we can still hear you, which is the most important part. Well, I have all to right, tell man. you, Randy, that's a great position you're in. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have been gazing at it uh, for minutes now. I'm enamored by it. So stay just like that while you talk. It makes it even better. Uh, you guys are killing me. Listen, this guy, this guy was was the quintessential suicide by cop. He, you hit it right on the head, Travis. That that this guy made sure that he was going to take care of business. And I, I got to tell you, those cops made it happen, and it was it was something to see. So, I mean, but it, here's here's the thing that gets me: that this is a pretty good demonstration of how of how a a most routine call like an abandoned vehicle can turn into a life and death situation. And this is what cops face every single day: the 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 possibility of of a of a of an incident. That sounds so innocuous can turn into a life and death situation in an instant. Amen. You're right. Now, look, Travis is having a fun here because he's trying to freeze. But, you know, Travis isn't, we're not as young as we used to be. So, holding still, your hand's got a little bit of a shake going over there, Dr. Travis Yates. So, so yeah, I'm sorry I had to point that out. But, yeah, there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of movement there. So, uh, I just, I just, you know, yeah, we, yeah, you didn't you didn't sell it good enough over here for the Tampa audience. You know, there maybe some other maybe some other people in the world you may have sold it to, but nah, not the Tampa guys. So sorry, yeah, that was close though. So any 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 more commentary? We got one more to go. We got five minutes, so I think we have time to get this last one in. If you guys want to want to take that on, so all right, Travis is ready. So let's see what we got. Our last one, so we're able to get through everything. This is the Christmas Eve shooting. You know, I remember when that movie came out. Remember they called it Misery at Christmas. It had uh. Um, what was it? Michael Caine and uh, who was the who was the uh, the chick that took him with the uh, and flogged his legs his his feet went sideways. Kathy Bates, I think it was Kathy Bates. That's it. Yeah, you got and, it. And they they titled it "Misery at Christmas." I'm thinking, who in the world is going to watch a movie like that at Christmas time? Right? I couldn't even. I was so mad. I couldn't even watch it. But I did. Well, who, who's going to watch a movie with Kathy Bates in it? Unless you're a psychopath, dude. I can't. The image of her, of him being strapped down and her whacking, taking that sledgehammer and whacking those, those feet sideways. I can never get that out of my head. That's yeah, one, one man's stuff. fantasy is another man's horror, horror film, I suppose. Oh, that's nothing. I got two words for you. Garbage day. Garbage day. Silent night, deadly night too. A must watch. Oh gosh. You know, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy's only watched a Rocky horror picture show 75 times at midnight. Because it's part of the job. Actually, I've never seen it. Oh, you've got to go. You got to go to the drive. <laughs> How many times, Jimmy? How many times? Uh, about twenty, but uh, about five or six at the hard top, and the rest of them were at the drive-in. Two different shows. You know, 
Randy, Randy was probably, I mean, he's been in the casino, Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock and all these. He's probably been in that. He was probably in that movie. What, what, what role did you play, Randy, when you were in that? I looked so good in my fishnets. Are you kidding me? I can't do that, man. I go as meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, wait, I got to get this. So, look, Rumble.com, this is Butter. Rochester police, they released this footage of a fatal shooting of an armed guy on Christmas Eve. People got some calls, man. All right, can you just hang out? He is running north down. Hey, stop, stop, drop the gun, drop the gun! On your stomach now! On your stomach now! I mean, what kind of cops would shoot somebody on Christmas Eve? I mean, think about the family, guys. I mean, they released this new information. It's Wednesday, and they released body cam footage, deadly Christmas Eve shooting by an RPD officer. So this incident starts on a Sunday. So now we're on the Sabbath. We're on the Lord's Day, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 8.30 in the morning. Police are called to the scene for reports of a guy with a gun. So... Uh, look, he probably got us a Christmas, early Christmas gift. So the video contains the initial interaction with police leading up to the shooting. So they locate two dudes that are walking. And one of these guys, of course, when the cops get there, what do they, they start to run, right? So the video shows the officer shouting for the suspect to drop the gun. So now the cops are aware the bad guy's got a gun before the cop fires several shots. So the suspect identified Wednesday as 46-year-old Rochester resident Todd Novick. He was pronounced dead. So at least the cops or good shots there. The gun turned out to be a replica gun, so maybe I'm correct. Maybe it was an early Christmas gift. Who knows? Chief David Smith said the initial reviews of the body-worn camera footage would seem to indicate the officer was in compliance with department policy and state law. You know, I love it. You know, when 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 the when the brass they cover they they cover the officers. You know, instead of just going and spreading out that stuff, they're like we're not sure, it doesn't look good because they never look pretty. But I'm glad it's glad to see when they back the officers up. Um, Lieutenant Randy, take it from here. Well, let's face it. We're finally seeing cops doing what cops are supposed to do, and that's protecting themselves and the public. So um, let's uh, let's let's give kudos where they where they deserve to be. And uh, you know, uh, we've we've seen some good videos during this this particular show, and because sometimes we see some stuff that uh, we really wish we didn't see. <laughs> Yeah. Did you want to expand on those those kinds of videos, Randy? Are you talking about professionally or personally? I I, I couldn't. Oh, tell okay. You. Okay. You want to go there? Close, and I couldn't tell if, you're asking, <laughs> if there was any inflection in there I was missing. All I know is Travis somehow related Kathy Bates to a fantasy. So I was I'm, oh. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little wow. concerned. <laughs> Randy wow. knows for a fact that we watched that movie together last time we were together. I don't know what he's covering for. I don't know why he's hiding from it. Where are you I'm holding proud of it? I'm proud of it. Listen, Chip, there's two really good things in this video. First off, kudos to the chief for doing what chiefs should be doing. I don't. I, I kind of hesitate to give him kudos. It's like saying I take care of my kids. You yeah. ought to be taking care of your kids. <laughs> and right. we we should have chiefs that know more about law enforcement than the right. citizens or activists or the media that release body camera feed-up footage and go, oh, we just don't know. We have to investigate it. Shut up. Okay, you know, as soon as you see that video, what it is, it's time to start talking about it. So kudos for him. And by the way, the training of these officers, my goodness, full speed, full running, obstructed views. He's running from you and you identify the gun. And by the way, people that haven't yeah. been in a foot pursuit need to understand something. You're, you're, you're carrying yeah. about 40 or 50 pounds of gear. And when you run, 
it's not like you're on a track. You're going up and down, and your vision is is completely isolated because of the stress. And he sees the gun, identifies the gun, and takes action. One quick tip for uh, the officers that may be listening: if the call says people have a gun, just throw some handcuffs on people right when you get there. Don't quit asking questions. Just throw some handcuffs on them, then figure it out because you get to use the information that you've been told before you get there. Ah, oh, you got to love it. All right, excellent show, guys. Uh, great, great chemistry going on. Uh, so appreciate it. Uh, you know, at this point, I usually want to talk about the Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. Uh, Randy, jump on real quick. Talk about that and how the Guitars for Cops at Guitars, the number four, cops.com is going. Oh, we, so Guitars for Cops, um, we have a whole bunch more country artists, Lori Morgan, Travis Tritt, a whole bunch more country artists um, donated guitars signed by them to help raise money for the Wounded Blue. So they're a thousand bucks a piece. Go to your go to guitars, the number four cops.com. If you don't have a thousand bucks, you want to help the wounded blue, go to thewoundedblue.org and give what you can. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Hey, support our sponsors, please. Gauls, aufire.com, gunlearn.com, blue the gold.com, and my medicare.live. Also, thank you, Brian Burns, for the free press at tampafp.com for carrying our content. Ray Dietrich, <laughs> redboyspeedy.com. We appreciate it, guys. Hey, everybody have a wonderful day. We'll see you back here tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern.